Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wakasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flynn. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Hello and welcome to Enterprise Now. I am your host, Elsie Flinnard, and we have a wonderful show for you this evening. My guest tonight is none other than Jim Galky. He is the president of Fast Signs Greenfield, Wisconsin, and he has a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he is going to share with you this evening. But before we get started, we have a couple of announcements to make here in the uh, studio here. We have a name your our mascot contest going on right now. Here, here's the deal. We need you to help us name our mascot. He's a lovely snowman, so he needs a name when he goes out into the community for birthday parties and things like that. He needs some he needs a name so so people will know who to call him. So we're having a contest to name our mascot. You have a cool name that you can think of. Email it to me at info.w info at wqyl-db.com. That's info at wqyl-db.com. Or you can post it on the Facebook, on our Facebook page. And uh, if you get uh, 50 likes and your name gets chosen, we'll send you 50 bucks. That's simple. Your name gets chosen. We'll vote on it you get 50 bucks that easy help us name our mascot the second thing that i want to tell you about is we have a new show on wqil db radio called baseline to goal line it's a sports talk show these guys are fanatic sports fans and they love to talk sports football basketball baseball golf you name it they talk about it baseline to goal line is airing wednesdays at 6 p.m we also have another show coming up. We're, we've been busy here at WQIL. We're, grow, we're growing. CSMI. It's a, it's a talk show that introduces independent um, artists. And they're going to they're gonna be coming to the lineup soon. More to come on that. But let's get into our, let's get to into the show. Our guest is Jim Galky with Fast Signs. Jim, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, Jim, let me say thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really appreciate your, your time and your uh, willingness to to talk to me. Oh, my pleasure, LZ. I'm happy to do it. So before the show, we were talking a little bit about um, where you are right now, and then we'll start. Then we'll talk about you and where you came from and all the good stuff. So you're 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 kind of on a um, is it a is it a vacation or are you just taking some time to to kind of uh, smell the roses? Yeah, it's just kind of an extended weekend here. I've got a little place in central Wisconsin that I I call my disengagement zone. You know, ah. disengage from uh, the rigors of uh, everyday you know mm. work and uh, just up here relaxing, enjoying a beautiful Wisconsin fall day with all the colors and the weather. Which today was uh, mid sixties. It was just it was really nice. Now, wasn't it? Wasn't it just beautiful today? It was. It was great. Yeah, I don't know what it was like in the Milwaukee area, but up here in central Wisconsin, it was it was perfect. It's just one of my favorite times of year. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, now, do you do any? Spend as much time outside as I could today. Gotcha. Yeah. So, do you do any hunting, fishing while you're you're there? Or yeah, that's what I'm up here doing right now. I'm doing some bull hunting for uh, for deer. Okay. And uh, no luck yet, but it's still early in the season, and uh, I uh, I got a couple that I saw, and I'm staying optimistic. So I'll be out again tomorrow morning, and 
see what happens. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that sounds good, Jim. So let's, let's get into, let's get to know you a little bit better, Jim. Tell us, and I tell my guests every week, you're welcome to go back as far as you want to all the way to when you grew up, or you can start present day. Uh, tell us about yourself and, and how you kind of got to what you're doing now. Well, you know, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I, I've been in business before. This is uh fast science. is the second business I've owned. And uh, the first business I had, I bought when I was fairly young. I was about 23, 24, 24 years old, actually. And I bought the business. Uh, I had worked for a couple other companies. And, you know, I just wasn't satisfied and wasn't, just couldn't find what I want. And I, uh, I heard about this actually. I was living in Sheboygan at the time. I took a job up there. And, uh, my parents still lived in, uh, Wauwatosa, which is where I'm from. And, uh, they said, Hey, we heard there's this place going up for sale and uh, a guy's retiring. Are you interested in it? And you know, I kind of thought about it a little bit at first. It's like, nah, probably not. And I thought a little more and said, well, maybe that's, maybe that's a good fit for me. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. And, uh, it was a, uh, Power equipment business. They lawn, they sold lawnmowers, snowblowers, chainsaws, had a service department and sold new goods and, um, came down and, uh, from Sheboygan and uh, we, we chatted and, uh, worked out the numbers and everything and, uh, moved back down here and, uh, went in and, uh, uh started working. And frankly, I've, and I look back on it, uh, there's a business that should have failed that probably would have been that one. I, mean, <laughs> I was 24 years old, never been in business before, really went in undercapitalized. I really took pretty much everything I had and, uh, and, and, and put it into the business, you know, and, you know, I joked about it years later. I probably would have had a better chance that I'd taken it all and gone to Vegas, put it on red on the roulette wheel and pick a spin, but, uh, <laughs> It, uh, it did work out. Uh, it was a lot of hard work and, um, and we started out, it was a business that was, it was distressed. So I was able to get into it without, you know, investing a lot of money at, at that young age. I didn't have a lot to invest, but I took everything I had and put it into the business. And, uh, uh, my wife and I, she helped out as much as she could. We had a newborn who was only about seven, eight months old at the time. So she had her hands full of that. And, um, I had one key employee that stayed on, and that was another thing, too. You know, no transition agreement, no anything. I just a handshake agreement that he would stay on and help me out. And, um, and basically what happened, I was there for 20 years, and uh, we turned that business around. We had uh, two of our big lines were Toro and Lawn Boy. And uh, when we uh, had that business after about 10 years, we were – in the top 2% uh, volume wise for both of those product lines. So, uh, it was, it was pretty successful. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, baptism by fire, learning, you know, uh, the hard way by trial and error. But, uh, it was, it was at a certain point you reach a threshold of business where, you know, it's just not fun to go to work anymore. And, and after 20 years, that's kind of where we were at. And, uh, and so we did sell the business and, uh, and then from there, I, I got a job and uh, worked a couple different jobs in corporate America. Um, and, you know, that was fun for a while. Um, you know, it was kind of nice not having the responsibility of, of owning a business. And by that, I mean, you know, worrying about, you know, the employee's going to show up for work. And, you know, I got to hire a guy or I got to fire a guy. And, you know, I got to make sure I got, you know, things uh, are going to have enough to cover everything at the end of the month. and. Uh, you know, it was kind of nice to just at the end of the day, you you were done. And, you know, every two weeks you got a paycheck for it, you know, which was kind of nice. But uh, after a while, I started kind of missing the freedom, I guess, for lack of a better verbiage, of being in my own business and being able to say, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. And if it works, great. I take credit for it. And if it fails, well, you know, I'm the guy that's got to take the good for it. So, uh what I did is I actually went into a um, business brokerage and uh, kind of told them my story similar to what I, I just uh, talked to you about. And, you know, and I said, well, you know, I'm looking for a business. You know, I, I had a business before, I'm, you know, spending some time in corporate America here, but, you know, I think I'm just better suited to be my own boss and own my own business. And, well, long story short is I didn't buy a business from them right away. They offered me a position with them as a broker. <laughs> 
So uh, I worked actually for five years with them, uh, helping people buy and sell businesses. But I always kind of had that that desire to, to hang out my shingle again. And, and that's how I found the current business that I have now, the Fast Times business. Uh, one of my associates had it listed and uh, talked to him and then talked to the sellers. And, you know, we worked it out and worked through the deal and ended up buying it. So uh, and that's where I am today, six years down the road. And uh, and we finally, uh, finally got it turned around. Uh, gotcha. That was also kind of a distressed business, too, when I got it. And I knew that going in. And, uh, but we were able to turn it around and, uh, you know, the last couple of years now it's, it's been going really well. It's, uh, which is nice. I mean, if you're in business for yourself, when things are going good, it's a whole lot more fun going to work. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell, kind of how I ended up where I am now with the Fast Science franchise. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of changes since I've been there. Uh, you know, when I bought the business, uh, there were three uh, three employees that stayed there, and um, after a while, it took me. I'd never been in that type of a business before. I had business experience, but not in that particular field. And uh, so it took me a while to figure out, you know, what caliber of employees I had there. And uh, we ended up uh, letting two of them go and bringing in two new ones. And so we've got a small contingent there of myself and three other people. And uh, my wife also has a full-time job. She's still active in the business, and uh, she is uh, takes care of um, you know a lot of like our taking care of our insurance stuff and our uh, you know accounts uh, uh, payable and uh, things like that. And uh, she's very good at it. That's why we're a good fit when we work together. She does the things that I don't like to do, and she's very good at them. And I can do the things that she doesn't like to do, and um, you know it works out pretty well that way. So. So after we, you know, we kind of changed the team over and um, started trying to build bridges again with some of the business that had been lost there over the years. Um, and, and what happened is it was a successful business for a long time. And, uh, what happened there is the last two or three years, the owner lost his passion for the business and <clears throat> kind of let it run downhill. So, and it's fairly common. And when I was a business broker, I used to see that frequently, you know. Somebody works, you know, even myself when I own my first business, you know, you work it for, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever, everybody's got their own threshold where they just lose their passion for it. And, uh, when you put it up for sale, even though you know it's for sale, you're just not excited about it anymore. Things are typically going to backslide. And that's what happened with the Fast Science franchise I got. And, uh, like I said, we've, we've turned it around. We've, we've, uh, we've done very well there the last couple of years and, uh, Hopefully, uh, we stay on that course and, uh, and we'll be in good shape. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Jim, this is actually a really good point to take a break. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Okay. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission, to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu slash smallbusiness, then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262-695-3468, or you can email Russ at rroberts at wctc.edu. Enterprise Now is a digital radio show that seeks to inspire, educate, motivate, and transform entrepreneurs and business owners alike. My goal 
is to help business owners connect with their customers and build lasting relationships with other business owners. But Enterprise Now is much more than that. My mission is to serve businesses by helping to maximize their profit. This helps to keep communities strong and vibrant. The Association of Accredited Small Business Consultants, or AASBC, has equipped me with the training, knowledge, and skills to do just that. Using the SIMP approach, or the simplified examination to maximize profits, I am better able to provide small business coaching and training that will help business owners increase their bottom line. For more information, you can email me at info at wqyl-db.com. That's info at wqyl-db.com. Thank you for listening. If you are just joining us, I have Jim Galky. Uh, hopefully, Jim, I'm pronouncing that correctly on the line with me with Fast Signs. And we're about to dig in. He just gave us his history on how he got to where he is today. And I have a ton of questions, Jim. So I hope you are prepared and ready for some questions. OK, we'll make them too tough on you. All right. All right. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, I guess the first question I'd like to ask is I'd like to know or get a, a, a bird's eye view into your mindset. At 24, I think you said you were when you purchased your first business. Um, Correct. What was that like? What Going into it, were you confident? Uh, were you this young, brave, confident 24-year-old that's going to conquer the world? Or was there some apprehension there? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a real good question. I, I think I was a little bit crazy. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess I was confident that I could make this business work. I uh you know, I was afraid to roll up my sleeves and, and work it hard. I grew up in that area, so I knew the area. I knew the market just from being there all those years. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was pretty confident at first when I had it, when I started out. But I tell you, you know, that, that changes sometimes daily, especially when you're starting out at that point. There'll be some days, you know, I, I, you have to put in 10, 11, sometimes 12 hours. You know, I, I sit down at home and look at my wife with my hand, my head in my hands. And I go, why am I doing this? You know, gotcha. you work at all this, and I mean, you're barely breaking even at first. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, you, you know, I think that's just human nature that uh, somebody gets into business like that. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna go into it, and, and you should go into it fired up and confident that you can make it happen, or you shouldn't go in. But gotcha. you're gonna have doubts. I mean, you, everybody has good days and bad days, and you know, hopefully, you have more good ones than bad ones. But uh, that uh, you know, I was I was pretty confident going in that that I could make it, you know, make a make a go of it, or I I wouldn't have made that kind of uh, investment of, of uh, you know financial resources and you know just my own personal effort in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to know, I'm, you know, I'm taking notes every week. I take notes because um, what a lot of people don't realize or may not realize, maybe they do. I don't know, is this is education for me as well. Like I, I love meeting cool people and I love hearing their stories and I love just learning as much as I can about pitfalls that they may have fallen into or challenges that they had so that I don't fall into the same potholes. Right. I want I want to make my own potholes. Um, and so right. I, I, every show I take notes um, on, on what my what my guests are talking about. And I ask questions and I'm learning, too. And, and I think that's what makes it work is because I'm learning as well as the, the listeners are learning and the people who download the podcast, by the way. We do have podcasts available. If you look on our website, wqil-db.com slash podcast, all of our past shows are on there. So if you're listening and you want to go back and listen to some of the um, other wisdom and knowledge that has been shared thus far, you can go to our podcast and download that and listen to that. But um, but yeah, I learned so much when I when I when I listen to uh, folks like you, um, your experience at 24 years old, you buy a business you do that for a while, and then you decide to stop and get a normal job. What was that like? Well, it was, you know, again, going back to what I said before, at first it was actually kind of nice. Uh, you know, when I first sold the business, I took some time off, and uh, my wife and I both did. We both had worked that business pretty much full time at the end there. And so it was nice just having that, that freedom and just not having that daily responsibility. Uh, and then getting into, you know, working in corporate America at first, it was, you know, it was really kind of nice. It was kind of a refreshing change. 
Um, but it just wasn't, you know, after I was into it for a while, I could say, you know, hey, this is okay, but, you know, this is a, something I'm really going to continue to stay excited about. And, you know, I, I just think that that's really important when you go to work, whether you're in business for your own, on your own or you're working for somebody. You know, I go back to a, a seminar I took years ago, and a guy told me, he says, you know, when you go to work in the morning, you got to have a smile on your face because that's going to that's gonna rub off on your customers and your other employees. And he said, but, you know, he said, we're all human. And some days you're going to go to work and you're not going to want to smile. You know, maybe you had a bad experience the day before. Maybe you just don't feel good. Because you're going to have to force that smile. But if you find out you're starting to do that on a regular basis, having to force yourself to smile to go to work, you know, it's time for a career change. And, you know, working, you know, a, you know, a regular job, corporate America, I could see that starting to happen. And I, I just said, I just remember that popped up in my head and I thought, you know what, it, it is time for a career change. And then I, you, know, you start going through, it's like, well, should I do this? Should I do this? And I look back to where I was, you know, where I, where I was happy. This was, you know, again, working on my own in my own business. And at first when I did work for the business broker, I had some of that because I was an independent contractor. You know, so I did have the freedom to kind of make my own hours. Granted, I had to work within the parameters of, of what that what the uh, brokerage firm that I worked for I set up. But I, you know, I worked strictly commissioned. So I mean, really, I reaped what I sowed. As much as I put into it is what I would get out of it. Um, so that was that was a little bit better. I actually enjoyed doing that. But uh, again, it just wasn't quite the same as you know having that uh, you know completely your own. Thing, you know, and, and that's what I was looking for, and uh, that's why I ended up again, you know, with my own business. When I was at the brokerage firm, I looked at a lot of different businesses, and, um, just was open to trying just about anything, and that's how I ended up where I'm at today. Gotcha, gotcha. So what I hear is there are definitely pros and cons to both sides of the fence. Oh, absolutely, and and it's not for everybody. I mean, owning your own business is not for everybody. And, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, everybody's got their their strengths and their talents. And, you know, if you aren't comfortable in your own business and you're comfortable working for somebody, I mean, those are, they're both critical roles. I mean, there's no way I could have a business if I didn't have people working for me, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and there's no people, the way those people would have jobs if I didn't have the business. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're all equally important cogs in the, in the machine that makes things work. And, uh, you know, and, and that's going back to what I said before and don't, don't try to kid yourself into doing something if you're not happy doing it. Or, you know, say, hey, you know what, I, I just really hate my job. So whether you're working for somebody or whether you're owning your own business, you really got to start taking inventory of what is it that I want to do and, and try and seek that out. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Jim, Jim, let's let's talk about Fast Signs and what it is that you do now. I guess t- tell me a little bit about what Fast Signs is, what you guys do. and um, Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, fast signs. We're, we're, we sell. We make signs, and uh, uh, that's just a small part of what we do. Uh, you know, we make signs, we make banners, uh, we do vehicle lettering and vehicle graphics and, and wraps. Uh, we do window lettering. Um, you know, we do building signage, interior, exterior, uh, any type of printed material, um, like brochures and flyers and business cards, promotional items, you know, that you, you'd hand out at a, let's say like a trade show. We do, you know, we do things like that. Um, and, and we've done some pretty out of the box stuff too. I mean, we've done, uh, well, actually just wrapped up this week. We had, uh, and this is the second time we've done for it. There's a, uh, a gentleman in the Milwaukee, Metro Milwaukee area, he owns four different gas stations and he rebranded and rather than, you know, repainting and replacing his pumps, uh, he bought all the panels in. We recovered them with a vinyl with his logo on it, made it look like brand new. Um, another one that we did, it was, this was really kind of crazy too, but, uh, we had a, a lady that was getting married and she was getting married at Miller Park and she had some white shoes and she wanted them. Uh, she was a baseball themed wedding, obviously at Miller Park mm-hmm. and she wanted to make them look like, have seams on them to make them look like they were white shoes to make them look like the seams on a baseball. Okay. She brought them in. She goes, can you guys do that? And we looked at us like, yeah, why not? You know, so, uh, I mean, just things that you would never even think of. Uh, we had a company that does, they, they sell coffee and they've got these, you know, those pump type coffee pots. They wanted those all wrapped with their logo on. Yeah, you could do that too. So, 
Yeah, if you could put a graphic on it, we probably can do it or figure out a way to do it or, or put you in touch with somebody that can. Gotcha. And uh, not just putting it on, but we will take and, and develop the whole idea. Let's just say you came in and say, hey, Jim, you know, I got this idea for my radio station. And I, you know, I, I want to, but I don't really know how, well, tell me what you, what you want. You need to reach. What are your goals with this idea? And we can help you develop that. We can tell you, okay, then we can design, you know, whether it be a sign or whatever it is or a display that you can use at a trade show. We can design it for you, build it for you, and, you know, do the whole thing. So uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of our approach. We take a consultative approach with our customers. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes in and, um, you know, most people, it's not something they buy every day. So they're, you know, they're usually a little bit, you know, hesitant, I guess, not to, know what to do or how to buy it and um and that's fine because that's what we're there for we're there to help them you know get the you know the best they can for what they want to do you know so uh and then we work with other types of you know we work with designers too they know exactly what they want they maybe do their own design for a firm and then they bring it into us and we'll actually do the production and build it for them and sometimes even install it for them depending on what type of a, a project it is okay so it's it's more than signs, and that's actually our tagline. We're more than fashion, we're more than signs. So, gotcha. Um, now, now it's yeah. making sense. I didn't know that you guys did um, vehicle wraps. We may have to uh, to talk offline. Um, we may have some uh, some, hey, some business you know, to do together. If you're interested, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I know a guy that can help you with that. So. Awesome. And 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 Jim, <laughs> this is the other really really cool thing about uh, enterprise now is is especially once you're once you're a guest or if you're a listener or me as the host is meeting people and networking is 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 super important in business because you never know who you might meet who who you can help and who can help you so it's it's just a really cool organic synergistic family really of, of people both like i said who are listening and uh guests who are on the show past guests to just kind of talk network throw ideas around um like i said i i did not know you guys did vehicle rap so the, um again we when we get offline we'll we'll have to we'll have to talk about that well i'm glad we talked then yeah <laughs> well so, i think the networking isn't well i mean look at it how did you and i be yeah it was at a networking event, a networking you know, and, event? and you know we get to learn i learn about your business and you learn about mine and you know we learn about somebody else's and we all try to help each other out it's uh you know it's a good thing Yep. So Jim, let's talk, let's talk a little bit um, more technical. Typically on the show, we don't get as technical as, um, as we could, but I'd like to, to, to know when you started fast signs was, did you start that as an LLC or what, what kind of form or formation is your, your organization? Okay. Yeah. Well, we bought the, you know, it's a franchise fast signs. We bought it. It was an existing franchise and, um, we started it up as a C corporation, which is, for a business like that, is not the most common. Typically, you had mentioned, you know, LLCs uh, or S corps, uh, but the type of financing package that we put together on it, um, I didn't. I had a couple options. I could have gone to a bank. Uh, I had some savings I could have tapped into, uh, but I put. I did what I did is, uh, and I, I don't know exactly. There's a technical term for it. We, we took uh, money actually that we have out of our retirement fund on our 401k and you're able to use that. And basically you're investing that money in the C corporation. So rather than having, you know, your, your fund manager or your, your retirement fund manager investing it in something, you're investing it in your own business. And in order to do that, you had to structure it as a C corporation. And so that's why we, we did it that way. I believe, is that the ROBS? What's that? ROBS, um, retirement. Uh, I can't remember what it stands for. I think it's. Yeah, there's. I can't remember what it's called either right now. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, and, and you know, we had that money sitting there. It was being invested for us, and it was like my my thought was, well, you know, if we invested in our own corporation, you know, I I know the fund manager. It's a guy I look at in the mirror every morning. You know, so. <laughs> uh, you know, I was pretty confident that. You know, as long as I, I worked hard and did what I was supposed to do, that it would uh, it would be a benefit for us long term. Gotcha. So I guess one thing that I've always wondered is how different is it when you're managing employees versus being an employee? Are 
uh, I guess, give me some of the, the pros and cons. Oh, managing versus being an employee? Yeah. Well, you know, managing an employee and hiring them is, is probably, <clears throat> I mean, across the board, one of the most difficult things to do for most business owners. And when I was a business broker, when I'd sit down with a potential seller of a business, and I'd always ask that question, what is your biggest challenge? And almost every time, probably 99, 9 10% of the time, was like employees, you know? And... It can be a challenge. I went through that when I had my first business until I finally figured out and I, you know, I took some classes on, you know, how do you really hire people? How do you train them? How do you keep them motivated? And, uh, you know, so that is a big challenge. And, you know, first of all, it's hiring. Hiring is, is really, uh, probably the, the most key step to getting in. You know, that sounds overly simplistic. But I, you know, I always look at it. There's a lot of people out there looking for work. But what you got to do is you got to sift through everything and find that nugget. You know, I, I kind of use the analogy of the old prospector out, you know, in the, during the gold rush days, panning for gold. You have to take through a lot of sand before you find the nugget. And you know, and, and that requires some, you know, some very uh, well organized interviewing when you sit down with these people, asking the right questions. Uh, and then background checks. I mean, check, check, and check. Check references. Check uh, criminal backgrounds. Check credit checks. You know, I mean, really go through to find out and make sure you're hiring the right person uh, from the get-go. And and not just, there's a lot of things to look at. There's so many facets to hiring that you really have to look at the ones that are most critical in your business. And ours, obviously, uh, let's just say I'm hiring a graphic designer. I have to have somebody that has that skill set. Either they've got experience in the industry doing it, or they've gone to school to learn how to do it. So, I mean, that's one facet. And another one that I think is equally important is, you know, work ethic. You know, I mean, are they going to show up for work every day? Are they going to be on time? And again, that's where going back and checking references, you know, if they had issues with that with a previous employer, you know, past past performance is generally going to be a pretty good indicator of future performance. So, you know, I always look at that. And then there's the other dynamic that I think is, is very critical, too, especially in a small company like ours with four or five employees, is, you know, team chemistry and culture. I mean, are they going to fit in with our culture? Are they going to get along? You're working in close proximity with everybody. And being a small company, if somebody's off one day or on vacation, you're going to have to do part of their job. If you have somebody that's going to fit that type of a culture, and uh, you know that's that's a big challenge. But once you find somebody like that, then the next thing is to keep them keep them motivated and keep them challenged and keep them excited about what they're doing. And uh, if you do that, employees really aren't that big of a problem in a business. But that, it's something that's uh, boy, I tell you, it's a very difficult skill to learn. It took me a long time. And, uh, and a lot of employers, uh, they just don't, I don't know why, but they just don't spend the time doing it or they don't know how to do it. And it's usually one of their biggest, uh, biggest challenges. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, there's a lot of leadership there, right? Because, um, what I heard you say is there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of coaching. You have to know how to, to oh, deal yeah. with different personality types. But one thing that I always, I'm curious to know or to hear is uh, the types of questions that people are asking. Uh, I've read these uh, interview question books and there's like um, questions like, tell me about a time or has there ever been a time? Do you ask questions like that or are yours? Um, yeah, a little, I do. Little bit um, yeah. And I, and I kind of change them. I usually update it, you know, every time I, I start doing an interview process, I go through questions that I've used in the past and I'll research it online and, see what else is out there and what other people are asking. And, you know, there'll be certain ones that'll stand out and say, that's a good one. You know, and I'll put that together. And uh, it's basically want to really get people talking, you know, and, um, you know, asking questions, open-ended questions like that. You know, like, hey, tell me about, okay, you had this last job. This is what you did there. Tell me about a project where you really felt good about it when you got done and, and why, you know, something like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people will open up because that's something that they did. They're excited about talking about it. And, uh, you know, you just want to get somebody talking. A lot of people come in an interview and they're, you know, a little uptight and, you know, they try to keep the, some of them playing their cards a little close to the vest. And you, know, you want to get them talking and you really kind of find out, you know, about them and, and how they operate. So. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So, that, 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 so that's what I try to do, and, and we've been pretty good at it. Right now we've got a very good uh, team culture. But you're right, it does take leadership. And, I, you know, I always praise my employees, and you know, I tell them what a great job they're doing. But I always remind them that there was a guy that was smart enough to hire them was me. So, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Jim, we're, we're coming up on our next break. And uh, when we get back, I'd like to really dig into the nuts and bolts of, of what you do there at Fast Signs, both from a customer service perspective and um, how you operate your business. So um, we'll take okay. a, we'll take a little break and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Sometimes you can try so hard at something. Sometimes you can be so, so prepared and still fail. When you say, when you are where you are right now and you say, I can't take this, I can't handle this, I don't want any more, this is driving me crazy, you are saying, I don't want to go any higher. Most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. And I'm here to tell you today, if you got a, somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up. Cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain. You already hurt. Get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me. I'm here to tell you today that you can come here. You can jump up. You can do flip. You can be excited when we give away money. But listen to me. You will never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? Keep your agreements. Keep your agreements that you make and establish a network of people who will also do that. You gotta have an insatiable appetite for success, all right, for knowledge. You gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe. You gotta believe. Believe in what? Believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, I challenge you. Why do I challenge Because I know you can't. I listen to me, some of you, you're not even in the game. Can you do me a favor? Get in the game. You could be great if you just showed up. Get in the game. You want to be great. You want to do great things. You want to have greatness. You want to be great. I've often said a man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by, by, by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. You never give up. It's possible for you to live your dream. It's necessary that you associate with winners, that you work your system, that you are relentless, that you never give up. It's you, you've got to take personal responsibility. You've got to make it your personal business to make it happen. And you've got to resolve within yourself that I can do this, that it's hard, but you've got to say, I'm the one, I'm the one to make this happen. Welcome back to Enterprise Now. I am your host, LZ Flinnard, and I have on the line with me, Jim 
Galki of Fast Signs. And my, when I tell you that we talked about a lot of cool stuff, we have went over a lot of stuff. So if you missed it, go back and get the podcast, wqyl-db.com slash podcast. We'll post this up and you can listen to whatever you missed. But Jim, before the break, we were talking about employees, the the team, the chemistry, culture, how to motivate, how to challenge, how you're as a business owner, you're a leader. Um, I'd like to know more about your thoughts on customer service and and the nuts and bolts and the nuts and bolts of of how you operate. Okay, uh, well, you mentioned customer service, and that to me that that's something I'm passionate about, and I believe that in almost every business, if not every business. I mean, that's the first building block to building a successful business because you could have the greatest product, the greatest service out there, uh, and if you aren't taking care of your customers, it's you don't have anything. You know, until somebody walks through that door and places an order, and, you know, you don't have anything in business. And when that person walks out of the door, they feel better feel pretty good about placing that order, and they'll tell somebody else about it. And, you know, with all, we do different things and draw people into our business. You know, we do some advertising. We do on, on in the Internet and social media and uh, Fast Science International does some things for us on cable television. But the, the best advertising, and I, I believe this is true for any business, is that customer that goes out and says, hey, you know what? I had I did business with Fast Science in Greenfield, Wisconsin, and they just knocked my socks off. Those people are awesome. Uh, that, to me, that's the most effective advertising you're ever going to get. But it's, you know, it's learning how to get to that point. And when we, we drill this in with our people, it's like what I told you. Everybody that comes to that door is important. And, you know, you almost got to visualize that person. They walk through that door that they've got a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Because you should, because they're the key to your business. And so we look for opportunities to help them. We don't, we're not just order takers. Uh, we're not indifferent to what they want, and and that's really a, one of the biggest causes of failure with other business. Not that people are, you know, they're being rude or anything like that, but they're just indifferent. They're not really looking for ways to help their customers, and that that's what we really try to do. It's like I was talking about before, we take a consultative approach, but, you know, it goes beyond that. Somebody walks through that door. And from the minute we spot them getting out of their car in the parking lot, we're looking for ways to help them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're getting out of their car and they're looking at, you know, they're carrying, maybe they, you know, somebody carrying something underneath their arm. You know, we'll, we'll jump off from behind the counter and, and just help open the front door, little things like that. Uh, and then when they come in with a project, it's like, okay, this is really, you got some good ideas here, but, you know, here's how we can make this better for you and more cost effective and make it, you know, work for you a lot better. Uh, you know, so that, that's what we look at throughout the process, you know. I, I always, I always say that, you know, you know, when I, when I make an illustration on customer service, uh, you know, it's like a, like a straight line. And to keep yourself moving above that line, you've got to be looking for those opportunities. If you're not, you're going to start moving below that line and you're going to go out of business. So, you know, that's what we look for. We're constantly looking for opportunity to help our customers. And, um, that, I mean, it, you know, I, I talk to people that have dealt with us and, you know, and I hear a story about, you know, I came in and I worked with, you know, whoever it is at your center. And boy, were they great. They, you know, I was going to do this and they suggested I do that. Man, was that a great idea? And, and we just hit a home run with it. You know, that, that's what gets me coming into work every day. Gotcha. You know, and I mean, granted, I'm there to make a living and, you know, and, and make, make money to, to, to pay my bills and put food on the table. But the thing that really gets me excited about coming to work every day is, is that when I, you know, hear a customer saying, Hey, you know, you or one of your people, one of your team members, uh, really did something great for me. And, uh, you know, that to me, that's what customer service is all about. You know, I've always said, you know, that there's, there's a saying out there that for, you know, customer service is, and then I asked to fill in the blank, you know, I say customer service is worthless. And I take it the next step. I say customer service that leads to customer loyalty is priceless. And that's the kind of customer service that we want to provide. Gotcha. The type that leads to customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, I could go into a lot of little stories and little things that we've done that mm-hmm. um, uh, have kind of put us, set us apart from, you know, the, the guy down the block doing the same thing that we're doing. Right. Yeah. What 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 you're saying, Jim, is is right on, on the money. Um, and, and I'll tell you, um, and you have to forgive me. This is before I met you. So, you know, don't don't hold this against me. We um, <laughs> we got a we had a banner done. 
and um, I needed it for for a particular event and I needed it like yesterday. And what okay. this company did was is, is it, you know, even though their standard turn turn time was seven to 10 days, you know, I, I call them up and I say, you know, I, hey, I know that um, the, the, the uh, standard turn time is seven to 10, but it's this really important event coming up. And I, you know, I, I really need this banner and they shipped it out to me and I had it for the event and it was wonderful. So things like that as a customer stick out to me. You know, I, I want to know that the company, not to say that they have to make special accommodations each time, but to know that they're going to go that extra mile as a customer, that, that makes a, a huge difference. Yeah. That's an excellent story because I mean, that happens with us. That's more common than you might think. I mean, where somebody needs something, it's like, Oh geez, I forgot. We've got this project that we're working on and we've got this event coming up and we did everything, but we forgot about getting the banner. We forgot about getting the sign. And we get that frantic phone call. And 99, 9, 10% of the time, we're able to get it done. I mean, it's got to be a really extreme situation uh, that we won't find a way to help somebody out. I mean, you know, if we got to hold somebody late or we got to have somebody come in early to do it, um, you know, I look at it, hey, if I was in that position, you know, I sure would appreciate if somebody did it for me. And, you know, that's uh, that's, a, that's a really good story that you told and We've been down that road too. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Jim, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of fast signs. What it's like to work a fast signs business. Um, I guess I'll lead off with the question: Give me an average workday, and then you. I mean, you tell me what it's. Um, you can fill in the details and tell, um, and kind of educate me on what it's like to run a fast signs business. Well, typically in an average day, I mean, we've got, so we've got myself and three other people that are in our center every day. Uh, we have one, one inside salesperson, uh, who takes the incoming orders. Then we have a graphic designer and, uh, output specialist that actually does the design and sends the stuff to the, the digital printers that we have to output it. And then we have a production person that, you know, finishes it off and, and finishes the production on it. Uh, my job is, well, a little bit of everything, you know, I, 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 being the owner of the business, you know, I help out with a little bit of everything, but I, I actually take care of more of the, uh, what I would call project work. You know, if somebody calls in, let's just say you called in, like you mentioned for your banner, you talk to our inside salesperson, Carrie, and you'd say, Hey, you know, this is LZ. I need a banner. And, uh, she would take the order for you and then she would give it, you know, the next step to our designer, Ava, and Ava would take it. And, you know, if you had the design, she would just go ahead and print it. And, or if you didn't, she would design it, send you the proofs, and you can send it back and say, hey, this looks good, or it looks good, but I want to change that from blue to red or whatever. And, and then from there, then it goes to uh, Charity as her name. She's our production person, and she'll do the finishing. She'll trim it off, and, you know, if it needs to be laminated, laminate it, and finish the, finish the job off. Now, what, what I do when I say project work is somebody calls up and says, hey, I just bought a brand-new building, and uh, we need a lit-up sign out front. And, uh, you know, we're going to need the hours put on our door and, uh, I'm going to need some doors, some signs on the different offices saying what they are and how to find them and things like that. Well, I'll actually go out on site and I will do what they call a site survey, you know, take measurements and take pictures and, you know, and I'll help them put together, you know, a, a plan to put their signage together. And, uh, so that's what my job is typically is, you know, I'm out there doing those projects and I'm also the, you know, the sales and, and marketing guy. That's why, you know, you saw me at the networking events. I do a lot of the networking events. I'm active with other, you know, projects within the community and, uh, just out there telling people about fast signs and what we do. So that's, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. And, and we have a lot of fun doing it. That's the best part. I mean, it's amazing, you know. Gotcha. Everybody in our place is is all smiling. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing we get as much done for as much fun as we have. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, we got a really great culture. We've got a very good team. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I have a couple of more questions um, around um, word of mouth and uh, marketing. But what I don't, I don't, I don't want to forget to um, have you give your uh, your information out to folks if they want to get in contact with you or if they want to um, look your your business up online. Um, can you, you give us your, uh, your information? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're, we're located in Greenfield, Wisconsin. We're right off of 76 and late. Uh, somebody wants to find us, you know, you can go to our, you can go to the fast science website, fast science Greenfield, uh, Google it and we'll come up. Um, 
so I mean we're we're there. Um, you know, you can like us on Facebook, Bass Eyes Greenfield, and you know, we you know, post different things on there about what we're doing and show some of our projects and pictures and um uh, we also uh on to, to get the word out for marketing, uh, I don't know if you're familiar or if the listeners are familiar with Google Pay per click is we uh you know we pay a certain amount to Google every month so that when somebody does say they are looking for a sign or a banner, you know, they put on their uh, banner in Milwaukee and they do a search, uh because we pay for a premium position that brings us up on that front landing page so that people find us right away. <laughs> so that and then uh Fast Signs also does some things for us. They do uh as part of our ad- our national advertising budget we contribute to and Fast Signs International, they do uh, some television advertising. You might see it on cable, like on some of the morning news programs. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Getting a little hoarse here, but doing a lot of talking. Uh, so that, they do that. And, uh, you know, that's really kind of our whole marketing program right there. And, and then the other is, is the word of mouth. And uh, it's so far so good. So we're looking at possibly down the road, maybe putting on a full-time outside salesperson because by you know, as we're starting to grow, my span of control is starting to max out. So I, I may have to do less than that, or you may have to bring somebody inside to do some of the other day-to-day stuff that I do, and you know, I can do more of that. But uh, right now, it's working real well. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about the um, the impact that social media has had on um, on businesses, because really, social media kind of is the modern-day word of mouth, is it not? It, it is, and um, I, it, it's it's really amazing how the, the whole uh, electronic media thing has changed since when I mentioned earlier I had my first business, and then I was out of business for 10 years. And, I mean, when I was in business 10 years prior, everything was print. You were in the Yellow Pages or you went in the Milwaukee Journal of Sentinel, and that was how you got your name out. Now, like you said, you got social media and you've got, you know, Google and, and Yahoo and all the different search engines. So you're right. That is a lot of times your word of mouth. So we, you know, we're, we're on uh, Facebook and, uh, we do regular posts on there. Sometimes we'll post pictures of projects that we've done. Uh, we do, um, sometimes it's just fun stuff. We'll find a sign that's kind of entertaining or humorous and, post that on there and try to get more and more people to follow us. And it's growing. It's taken a while to kind of learn how to do that. But we are, it is starting to grow and we are starting to see that, you know, Hey, people come in and say, Oh, I, and I saw you on Facebook and I really like that project you did over there for ABC company. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought maybe you could help us out. So uh, that's good. And then when we're on Google, I mean, we're on Google, we're on Google plus uh, when you do a search, you know, Google's got all of the reviews and uh, again, so we've got customer testimonials on there that uh, help us out a lot. And um, for the most part, they've been very positive, and that's something that uh, we want to see continue. So we work very hard to to make sure that we are continuing to get that positive feedback. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, what I heard in your answer, um, you didn't uh, mention it specifically, but what I heard you say is you you learn to adjust or to pivot according to how how business had changed right you you mentioned you had been out of business for 10 years and when you were you know t- 10 years prior everything was print it's yellow pages it's business cards that type of thing but when you went back into business it's this whole social media thing and but you were able to kind of um to, to really gravitate and or i'm sorry adjust and embrace it and, and instead of shying away from it you embraced it and, and that's helped you to grow your business Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and, and you know, you have to do that. It's not a, a matter of want. It's just a matter of need. I mean, if you're not going to do it, you're going to get left behind. And it was a little daunting at first. You know, I, I had a pretty good handle when I left my last business. I had a pretty good handle on on the, the media that we used. You know, mm-hmm. we used you know print media. We did a lot of Milwaukee Journal Sentinel advertising. We we, we had a pretty strong presence in the in the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some radio advertising and that, but Man, I tell you, when I got back into business and I started talking advertising with people and they're talking social media, Google, paper, click, and <laughs> it's like, woo, right over the top of my head. Gotcha. It's like, wow, was that 10 years or 100 years that I've been out of this thing? You know, I, I mean, it just changed so dramatically. And uh, so, I mean, then it's just a matter of rolling up your sleeves and like, okay, well, let's figure out how this happens, you know, and how it works. 
And uh, we have some support from Fast Signs. We've got some good people down there in their marketing department that uh, was able to draw on and, and learn a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just talking to other people in the business, or even some people that aren't even in the same business that I am. You know, I, you, know you mentioned networking events and how we help each other out. You know, I maybe meet somebody at a business after five or a luncheon and be talking to them. And, you know, maybe they're selling widgets, you know, something completely different than what I do. But, you know, they face a lot of those same challenges mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing their business. So I think, well, geez, what are you doing now on social media? Yep. Or, you know, how, what, how do you, you know, manage your Internet presence? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, you look for other successful people and, and you try to, uh, you know, use what what's working for them, and and it, you know it should work for you. So it it took a while, and you know, and there's still a lot to learn. And it, and it's a fluid, it's a very fluid process. I mean, marketing changes. It just when you think you've got it all figured out, something new comes up. Gotcha. <laughs> like yeah. internet radio. Uh-huh. When you and I first met, I don't know, was it a few months ago? You start talking about internet radio, it's like what? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that was something new to me. So yeah. Um, you know, it just shows that it's it's a uh, it's a very dynamic, changing uh, field. You know, marketing and and how to get your name out there. So, mm-hmm. gotcha. Well, I'd like to know. We were talking a little bit about kind of the things that help you grow your business. Um, and our time has crept up on us, uh, Jim. We have about uh, four and a half minutes left. But I'm curious to know what would you say are the most critical things that you've done to grow your business to the to where it is now. Well, okay, when I first came in, I mean, the first thing I did is I sat back and I I kind of analyzed. You know, I just let them, I'm not going to go in and just come in there first day and fire everybody and change everything. You know, you, you size up the situation, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. So I did that, and once I saw, okay, here's some here's some things we could do better. Here's some people that we need to let go. Here's some changes we need to make. So, I mean, the first one was... Uh, just you know, with people, there was there was a real attitude problem with the team there. So we made some changes there, and then it was okay. Our processes. What are we doing? You know, the, the previous owner had you know the processes they were using were probably very good five years ago or ten years ago. But you know, again, they had kind of just let it go. It's like okay, so now we need to update our processes and our product offerings, and you know how we rel- how we you know get our message across to the people that this is what we do. So, you know, that was that was one thing. And then it was, you know, what we were talking a little bit about before, the whole marketing part of it. You know, let's let's get ourselves out there and let's let's do those make those changes to the marketing. Let's get into that that you know, that that uh electronic segment of the market now for marketing our business. Uh those were big things. And then it was just, you know, really learning the business. And some of the best people I learned it from, uh I have some vendors that I work with. You know, the people that we buy are our products from, we buy our printers from, we buy our ink from. We buy, these people have been in the business 10, 20, 30, 40 years, some of them. And uh, it's amazing what you can learn sitting down with these people for 15, 20 minutes over a cup of coffee. Um, the other one is subcontractors. We do use subcontractors on some of these bigger projects that we do. And again, <clears throat> you know, they, uh, they've they been a huge uh, source of, of information and learning the business. So, And when you think about it, Every one of those, they all have a vested interest. I mean, some contractors, they're going to be more successful if we're successful. Our vendors are going to be more successful if we're successful, and vice versa. So, you know, it's just working together and partnering with people that can really help you help you improve your, your business, improve your product offering, improve your delivery. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, working with other successful people within the industry and, and you know, just really kind of picking their brains. Gotcha. Uh, was a was a big part of it. Gotcha. Because so, gotcha. yeah, I had business experience, but I had no experience in the graphics industry. So, mm-hmm. um, so I get uh, nothing else. It does show that an old dog like me can learn new tricks. You know, I've been around for a while. <laughs> even I was able, to, I was able to get up to speed on this stuff. Gotcha. Well, Jim, our time has left us. So our final question is thirty seconds or less. What right. one piece of advice would you have to give to a business owner or an entrepreneur looking to start or grow their business? I would say if you're going to start or grow your business, first you got to have passion for it. Once you get in, if you got the passion for it, you grow it. You got to have balance in your life. Don't let your business be your life. Remember to have balance with your family, your friends, your faith, and you know, be a well-rounded person. Don't get 
Don't let your business consume you. Uh, that would be, is that 30 seconds? That was pretty good. That was okay. excellent. <laughs> and and, and yeah. it's really, really good so, advice. Uh, I mean, I could go, I could stand on it, but you said I got 30 seconds. I, I give it to the best I can. Gotcha. But, man, I tell you, that time went fast, LZ. It I really sure did. It. it sure did. And I enjoyed myself. So um, thank you again for being on the show. And um, we'll, we'll have to do this again, catch up. Okay, well, it's my pleasure, and I uh, I was really happy to do it. I enjoyed it also. All right. You've been listening to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. Thank you again for listening. And um, don't forget, we're having a uh, Name Our Mascot contest. So go to our Facebook page. Help us name our mascot. Thank you again for listening. Talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.